Hello and Happy New Year. I know I'm a little bit late. This is Ruth from Understanding Greyhounds, a podcast all about understanding your greyhound that's come to live with you in your home after wherever they've been. So this is a podcast for rescued, retired, rehomed, adopted, um, loved greyhounds all around the world. Uh, I have been a little bit absent, but I promise I am back in the saddle and hoping to be able to at least produce one podcast for you a week. So maybe I'll just get straight into it. I hope everyone's well and I look forward to hearing your feedback about this. So um, that would be great. So assuming you've listened to some of my other podcasts. I've been a dog trainer. It's my anniversary today for 17 years professionally. Uh, This is what I do for a career and a job. And over the last several years since we sort of owned a, a, started having greyhounds ourselves in our family, I came to know and love the breed and realized that they actually just need a slightly different approach Uh, when it comes to behavior and training to other breeds of dogs and that's usually due to their socialization upbringing. So today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about socializing your greyhound. Um, What we want to do with your greyhound is understand what socialization means. I speak to so many people who talk to me about how their greyhound's not perhaps great with other dogs on a walk, they're a bit lead reactive, they don't necessarily get along with or they're a bit frightened of the other dogs at the dog park or at dog school, things like that. Socialization, when we talk about socialization in the concept of dogs, often people have this image in their head, dogs running around and playing together at the park, everybody's getting along really well, you can take your dog, you don't have to worry about it off lead, on lead. Now, depending on where you are in the world or where you are in Australia, the rules and laws around having greyhounds off lead is different. So please, if you're ever going to let your greyhound off lead, just check the legalities of it. And may I just do a heads up with everybody, please get your dogs comfortable wearing muzzles. Um, I know in some places around the world, muzzles are a little more common than they are here. Good boy. That's my dog, Eddie, telling me there are birds flying overhead. Thank you, Eddie. So I do have a dog. He's just not a greyhound. Um, Good boy, mate. Uh, So excuse me, we may get interrupted because Eddie likes to tell me the birds are around. Hey, good boy. What we want to do when we're thinking about socialisation is expand our view a little bit so that we're talking more about socialization in the broader context and not just as it relates to being around other dogs socialization is exposure it's your dog experiencing things um and being exposed to things now for most people when they get a dog they get it as a young puppy and the young puppy comes off the young puppy sort of we expose them to things we take them out for walks we show them how to walk on a lead we teach them who our family is they learn about stairs they learn about sitting at a cafe they learn about going to friends houses going in the car and we're very tolerant of that and we understand that these things all take time and they take a lot of patience as well for our dogs and for our puppies because they're young and they're learning 
one of the things that sort of I really encourage people to think about when we're working with greyhounds is when what hap- what we want to do with our greyhounds is really encourage people to understand socialisation in its broader context. And I know I just sort of repeated myself there. It's trying to sort of get it across in a friendly way socialization is not just a play at the park and I wrote a blog about this ages ago on my formal dogs website socialization is so much more than just playing at the park with other breeds of dogs socialization is about exposure now what happens with our greyhounds whether they've been well treated well loved looked after whatever story at the end of the day a lot of greyhounds that have come that have been bred through the the racing industry or for the purposes of racing have come from either farms, they've come from kennel environments, they've come from different socialisation environments. So your dog, your greyhound might be really well socialised to the racetrack. It might be really well socialised to the area, the slipping tracks where it's done its training. It might be really well socialised to its trainer's car. It might be really well socialised to getting into a trailer. So all of these things, it may be really well socialised and probably is with other greyhounds. So they're learning to play with other greyhounds. And greyhounds, if you've ever seen them off lead, they do like to get a little bit rough and tumble sometimes and they do get a little bit mouthy with their with their mouths. They're not necessarily uh, learnt that bite inhibition that perhaps other breeds of dogs have. All dogs will nip. Like this is not unique to greyhounds. I, the more I think about public dog parks, the more I think everybody should have their dog on a muzzle because I think that would just be much safer. Um, I have terriers. My original terrier, Roxy. Um, some of you may have met her in the past. She became very fear aggressive because, or fear reactive, because she got monstered by a very friendly but over enthusiastic Labrador at a dog park and it it nipped her and it was just playing but a Labrador compared to you know a four kilo Jack Russell big size difference so our greyhounds can be a little bit intimidating for other dogs when they're off lead they've also got a lot of speed so they have a distinct advantage when it comes to running down another dog Um, I see other people's dogs I sometimes I will go and sit if I've got time I will go and sit outside a dog park and I will just watch what's going on from the safety of my car um, when I don't have a dog with me and I'll just watch the dogs interacting and playing and people laugh about things that just give me the horrors but I digress you may be getting used to this because I do that a lot socialization is about exposure we're exposing our dogs to the world and when dogs have young brains they're in those critical socialization periods between 6 to 16 weeks and even up to 20 weeks the more we can expose our great our dogs to our puppies to the better rounded they're going to be i can tell you stories of people who say oh my dog must have been mistreated because it's scared of umbrellas well was the dog born in a drought maybe it's never seen an umbrella have you ever used an umbrella around that dog and people say no and you think well You and I know that an umbrella is no problem, but the dog doesn't know that this stick with material on it suddenly goes foof, makes a noise and explodes open. That can be really frightening if you don't have any concept of what that is. So it could just be that everything looks different. Sure, some dogs have been 
mistreated, but a lot of dogs just maybe if we've been born into a drought, don't understand what an umbrella is. So with our greyhounds, we have a little bit, in some ways, they've been really well socialised to one or two environments or a few environments, depending on where they've come from. But if we want to socialise our greyhounds after we've brought them into our domestic lives, we need to think of them a little bit like adult puppies. So our greyhounds, we take, we get them home and we go, look, here's my house. This is the best thing ever. And the greyhound's like, it. I, I want to trust you, but I don't know yet because I don't know you very well. And everything's changed for me in the last couple of weeks, couple of months, couple of days, depending on how you've come to adopt your greyhound. And even if they've been in a foster care situation coming out of an environment where they're not used to, and I'm assuming um, because the majority, for the majority it's true, but not always, majority of greyhounds have not grown up in domestic houses and they may have had some exposure. The really good people who are raising them are giving them regular exposure, but again, it's just to one static environment. Uh, so they get used to the beagle in the house or they get used to the terrier in the house or the chihuahua or the cat, but it doesn't mean that they've been well socialised to other dogs, other cats, other houses. Uh, so, you know, cafes and things like that. So people do the best they can with what they've got. And what I encourage people to do is sort of look at it from the dog's point of view. We get the dog home, we go, yeah, I've got this new dog. I want to take it out with me and I'm going to show everybody. I did this with my greyhound when I first got my first greyhound. We took Izzy for a walk, um, beautiful two-year-old fawn greyhound, never raced, um, somebody got hold of her and she ended up with uh, the Greyhound Adoption Program here in Victoria. We ended up with her and she was just the most divine thing um, but had a bit of separation anxiety. At that point in our lives, we didn't know anything about Greyhound freezing. We're like, yeah, we've got this dog home after a long, you know, two and a half hour drive and we'll take her for a walk. And the poor thing was so overwhelmed. She just couldn't move. And we ended up almost having to carry her. <laughs> Her home and at the time I lived on the side of a fairly steep hill so it was glad that we didn't have to carry her but it was looking that way for a while and I'm sure many of you can empathize she got better but she was just completely overwhelmed and at dog school she was nicknamed the statue for a while because she would just do that freeze thing that greyhounds do and we recognize that now that poor easy was probably completely overwhelmed by being in such a different environment um you do we we did a bit of digging into her past and I don't think she was socialized at all other than with a few other dogs um so what I when you get your greyhound home sometimes you'll get advice from your adoption agency or the trainer that you get your dog from and they'll say just keep their world really small and I know other experienced greyhound owners will say the same thing let's just keep this really small for now and let's let the dogs explore the world. We want to encourage curiosity, but you want to take it in baby steps. Just because you've got a two-year-old or a three-year-old or a four-year-old dog doesn't mean it's ready to go for a 20-minute walk. It might be, all right, let's get you used to walking on the lead up and down the driveway or up and down the hallway, or let's get you used to the smells and sounds of our house. And if you're in an apartment, sure, let's take you out to go to the loo. But 
that's all we're going to ask of you today. We're just going to take you outside and go for a little bit of a wander. I want you to lower your expectations. If people come and approach your dog, you want to follow your dog's lead a little bit. Probably for the most greyhounds, they're like, woohoo, I'm doing something new and I'm meeting new people because they're really personable, they're really friendly, and they're just an awesome breed of dog. But for some of them, it gets a little bit of overwhelming. The other thing that people tell me happens a lot is they get the dog home, the dog's great for two weeks, and then it just stops. It stops approaching people, they stop approach, you know, sort of wanting to go out for walks, they stop, um, you know, just they stop sort of being curious about the world. And I like to describe that to people as like a sensory overload. It's almost like your dog has had, imagine you're starting a new job, everybody at that new job or a new study environment, you're in this new place. It's an entirely new cultural experience. You've never been, I don't know, on the 20th floor of, a, of an office building before. Everybody's speaking um, a language you don't understand or it's familiar, but they're using words you haven't heard before. You don't know anyone. Nobody's really explaining it to you. It can be a little overwhelming. And you, you've you got that adrenaline rush. You're going to be in there for a couple of weeks. You're like, yeah. And then at the end of your first week, you probably need to going to go home, have a cup of tea and a nice lie down because you're going to be exhausted. Your friends are going to say to you, hey, do you want to come out tonight? Or, you know, family dinner. And you're thinking, no, I just just need to have a bath or a a book. I just need to let my brain just process everything I've learned. And so there's this process in, it happens in people, but we believe it happens in dogs as well, called latent learning, where when you've learned something new or you've experienced something new, sometimes you just need to go away, have a little bit of a rest and let it sink in. Let your brain start processing everything. And dogs are a little bit similar. Often when they've learned a new skill or they've learned a new experience, they've had a new experience, maybe that's walking past a tram or a train or meeting a rubbish truck for the first time. I'm just going off some of the experiences I've had. Even just busy streets. If your dogs come from a semi-rural or a, a country type environment and all of a sudden they're living in the inner city, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of people you know, if you've been in isolations and lockdowns through the pandemic, I know for me, the first time I went to a, a, a gathering uh, where there was about 100 people uh, at, a, at a function centre, I had to go outside because it was overwhelming to be around that many people. And so if we think about our experiences and a dog's experience is not our experience, but we can perhaps empathise with the dog's position and we can learn to take things a little bit slowly so it is possible to do too much with your new greyhound, especially if they're over the age of about two to three. They're going to be a little less, their brains are a little less adaptable. So it doesn't mean they can't learn. You can teach an old dog new tricks, but obviously the younger the dog is, the more flexible, the more adaptable they are. So we can teach an old dog new tricks. We can teach a middle-aged dog new tricks we can teach them and expose them but just where it might take a puppy three days to get to be able to walk past the scary letterbox it might take your greyhound a bit longer because 
It's never seen a letterbox before and it just needs a little bit more processing time. But your greyhounds are also dealing with everything all at once, just like a little puppy does. So expect them to sleep a little bit more. So socialising your dogs, and when I talk to people with dogs that are reactive, greyhounds that are reactive to other dogs for whatever reason, especially when it's a fear behaviour or just an overwhelmed behaviour that we're seeing, uh, Sometimes I'll say to people, we don't actually need your dog to be sniffing the other dog at the moment. And I worked with a family yesterday and I said, even just standing in the dog park after a walk, so the dog's sort of a bit more relaxed, they've got some of that energy out and they're just wanting to have a nice chill out, lie in the nice cool grass because it's, um, you know, the end of summer here in Melbourne. And so we want to, you know, the dog's after a walk, if it's, you know, a bit warm because it gets a little bit hot here. Uh, what we want to do is dogs might want to have a little lie in the grass and we're going to let them do that. If they want to have a little lie in the grass, let's let them lie in the grass. And if somebody else walks their dog past, like five metres, 10 metres past where you are, you can wave and nod and smile. Your dog observes them go past. But what your dog is learning at this point, um, I just got distracted because having said it's summer here, it just started raining. Um, your dog gets distracted by the other dog and they're watching it but what's happening is they're getting an exposure to the other dog and that's what socialization is all about it's about socializing your dog to an experience or exposing your dog to an experience and that might be the experience of being around other dogs that are super calm and super you know just whatever I'm just going for a walk and oh look there's a dog and I'm going to keep walking and it's not a problem so what we really want to happen is teach your teach your greyhound that it's okay curiosity is welcome but we don't have to in the first few weeks or ever depending on the dog's personalities we don't ever have to like have them in each other's faces and we need to be respectful of that. So if you've got a super reactive greyhound, for whatever reason, whether they're just overstimulated and overexcited or whether they're um, frightened and overwhelmed, whether they're just a bit unfamiliar with other breeds of dogs because that's the other thing we think that happens is that greyhounds aren't recognising other breeds of dogs as dogs, again, just because of a lack of socialisation. It doesn't mean that they can't learn. Um, a few years ago when I got my little current terrier Maisie I was working with a family who were doing a dog school with me and their greyhound and I had to have my little dog with me this day and this greyhound was reactive to other dogs but they'd met we figured we could manage it so I brought Maisie into their home because it was a hot day and I couldn't um, leave her in the car unattended um and she wouldn't have coped with that. She was still fairly new to me at that point and she wouldn't have coped with that. So what we did was I brought her in on lead. Everything was fine. The dogs were great. And if anything, the greyhound was a bit, oh, my gosh, what is this, a bit frightened of my little tiny terrier um, who was busy sleeping on his bed. Um, and when we took them out for a walk, it was really interesting for me because Maisie needed to go to the loo, so she had a little wee on the on the street. This greyhound walked over to where she'd weed, had a sniff, really normal dog behaviour, and then he walked up and we'd stopped at this point to pick up any waste that needed to be picked up and have a bit of a chat. And 
what happened was this greyhound went over, sniffed where Maisie had gone to the loo and left a bit of a puddle. And then he went up to Maisie and he sniffed her bottom very gently. And after that, he was fine. He was like, oh, hello, you're a dog. So sometimes letting dogs have some time together and letting them sniff and come to each other in their own space and in their own time rather than forcing social interactions on them that they don't necessarily want to have is really important. And I think we can do this with everything. So if your dog's really, really scared of a tree, um, and I have seen that, not in a greyhound though, but it was a a different breed, um, terrified of a tree, we'd just hang out near the tree and after a while the dog sort of went, oh, well, I wonder what this is. It's not coming for me. So we've got to give them time and space. I want people when they're socialising their dogs or when they're out and about with their dogs to look for opportunities for exposure just gentle, gentle exposure. Sometimes it can't be helped. Sometimes you've got to throw them in the deep end. It's not ideal, but, you know, sometimes life happens and that's what goes on. So when I talk about socialisation, I'm not just talking about dogs playing with each other. When you go out for a walk this afternoon or this morning or tonight, tomorrow with your dog, with your greyhound, maybe notice what they're a little bit unsure of. And you can work with just giving them some gentle exposure, spending some time at that letterbox or that tree or, you know, the the thing that's a bit overwhelming for them. And, you know, treats can really help with this as well, but so can praise if you don't have treats on you. Good dog, good dog. We want to use tone to sort of convey this sort of calm, yeah, I've got this. Yeah, I've got you. I'm here for you. And when we're talking to our dogs, we're sort of saying to them, I'm here, I'm in, I'm, I'm looking after you, I'm your guardian, I'm in charge, I don't really like that, but it's true because quite frankly you are. Um, but in a really, in a guardian kind of way, I've got you, I'm here for you. You know, we shorten our lead up. If our dog is becoming frightened, we shorten our lead up. We And I'll do a video about that at some point, um, how to hold your lead because it's hard to describe over a podcast. Maybe I'll work out how to put a video and a podcast together. I'm not sure yet. But um, so, yeah, I I think it's really important that we can learn to shorten our lead up, go to the thing like that your dog is a bit frightened of with your dog and really try and sort of help them out a bit. We want to be there for them and support them while they're exploring curiosity is always a good thing but just don't force your dog into a social interaction it doesn't want to have look for displacement behaviors and I talked about that in an earlier podcast but I'll do a dedicated one probably in the next few weeks about um, displacement behaviors and, and you know behaviors that we want to look at you know look for signs that your dog's not coping and trust your instincts you, this is your dog you live with it And I often say to people, they'll say, I think my dog's doing this or the dog's doing this, I don't know. And I'll say to people, what do you think is going on? Because you, I mean, sure, I've got expertise, uh, I've got experience, I've got anecdotes, I've got empirical evidence, I have the knowledge of my colleagues and mentors, I have a lot going on, but I don't live with your dog. So I'm going to assume that your instincts are okay and 
I've only ever met one family, not greyhound people, where their instincts were completely off. Um, and it was just, once they recognised it, it was fine. But it was just, um, they thought the dog was behaving protectively and the dog was actually just terrified. Um, so what we want to do is we really want to, I want to encourage you to trust your instincts. If you think, oh, my gosh, I know my dog always gets scared when we go around this corner. Before you go around the corner, shorten your lead up, get really calm, take a deep breath, talk to your dog, and maybe give them a bit more space. Maybe you need to move out onto the nature strip or the curb to be able to walk around, depending on what's safe, to walk around that corner. Maybe you need to approach it from another angle just for a little bit while your dog gets used to it. Maybe some treats in that corner might help your dog, but it might be that your dog had a fright going around a corner once and it's generalised that knowledge out. So I could keep going, but I think I've given you the general gist. Socialisation is about exposure and what we want that exposure to new things to be is gentle and positive and calm if the situation is stressing you out, any information, like your stress is going to go down the lead to your dog. So if it's going to be really stressful for you, I would recommend getting some support, uh, reaching out to a friend, um, so a behavior consultant like myself, um, other people in the greyhound world, and just get some support. Work out what you need to do to make yourself feel good in that situation or feel better or more in control in that situation. and then. If you're feeling calm and confident, that's going to go down the lead to your dog. And I think it's really important that we we understand that emotional link between people and their dogs and that body language communication that's going on on a really basic level. We're not even aware of it. But if you start thinking, oh, this is going to freak my dog out, well, your dog's going to be going, oh, I was a bit scared and now you're a bit scared. And you start feeding off each other and we don't want that. So gentle positive reinforcement, positive praise. We want to be just talking our dogs through interactions and we want to be there. We don't want to be two metres down the other end of the lead. We want to be going through new experiences with our dog so that we can be there to guide them. So socialisation is just gentle exposure to new things. Um, Anyway, that's me. I could probably keep going, but I shan't. if you want to, if you have a, an issue with your dog that you want to talk to me about, um, you can always get in contact through the website. I have a Patreon page you can look up called Understanding Greyhounds. You can also uh, just send a message through to the office at understandinggreyhounds.com.au. That's the office at understandinggreyhounds.com.au. And if you're happy, I can do a podcast to answer your questions. If you've got any questions about your dog, I'd be really, really happy to do that. Um, And hopefully share this with your friends. And I hope it's been valuable for you. Again, if you've got any questions, just let me know. Um, if anybody wants to look up my website, it's formaldogs.com.au. Um, I'm not great on social media, but I'll get there. And other than that, I hope you're all well. Give your hounds a big, well, maybe not a big, but a friendly cuddle or a pat or a piece of cheese for me. Uh, and I will look forward to hearing back from some of you. And I will look forward to doing another podcast next week. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye.